Let's get right to our next guest, Matt Lindholm, Managing Director, CAZ Investments. Thank you, Matt, for being with us. So what do you think about what's going on here in the current market environment? Because as we're speaking, as we started this show, we've continued selling off. I mean, I know it's a weekend and sometimes people don't want to have a position, but there's certainly a lot of nervousness. The VIX is one thing that's going higher. Yeah, you know, I, I think, frankly, and thanks for having me, Nicole, I think this is one of the most challenging investments, uh, investment environments that we've seen in a couple of decades, to be frank. We have a situation where we've got major geopolitical challenges uh, on the horizon and, and already underway. We have very serious inflation issues. We have a stock market that, in our view, is fully valued. Probably most of the audience doesn't realize that if you invested a dollar in the S&P 500 at the end of 2018, you had $2 in, in three years at the end of 2021. So it's a fairly fully valued uh, market in our view. You've got rates uh, raising, uh, rising you know, really rapidly right now from 150 basis points on the 10-year to almost 3% today, which just gave bonds the worst quarter in more than 40 years, which is quite remarkable. So when you pair all of that together, you know we think it's mostly about rates and inflation, but the Federal Reserve and investors at large have quite the task on their hands in our view. Right. With stocks at the lowest levels since mid-March at this point now, um, and, you know, you had the Ukraine war here in your notes as well. I mean, we all know what the headwinds are at this point, but I'm more interested in your expertise and your approach here. And you said that um, a good idea may be a barbell approach. Explain that. Yeah, you know, in our view right now, it's a time to take stock of the environment, look at where you are and know what assets you want to own. And so we're taking sort of a barbell approach. By that, I mean we want to play offense on the one hand and, and a little bit of defense on the other. Both can be done in the equity markets. So we're very thematic. We're looking at things from a top-down approach, trying to understand what the major macro themes are that we think are going to be investable over the next three, five, or even 10 years. And so when we do that, we're focused in a few key areas. One of those is all things to the cloud. We think everything uh, is continuing to push toward the cloud. We love Salesforce just for that reason. We love it as investors, but we love it as customers as well. We've been customers for 17 years. And one of the things that I would say we like most about it is very difficult to change, number one. Number two, it is, it, it's extremely uh, it, nice to have that contractual long-term locked-in revenue. This is a company that's an, a, a very clear industry leader. They are number one uh, CRM by a mile of 150,000 corporate customers. They did $21 billion in revenue last year and $5 billion of free cash flow. And with the stock down 40% over the last five months or so, you can now pick it up for five and a half times next year's revenue or 17 times next year's EBITDA. And that's, say, that's saying something in an environment where that company is still growing revenue at 25% or so year over year. Yeah, and I, I see how you're saying the names that you like versus things to avoid here. Um, let's talk about some of the things that you do like. Some investment ideas. Yeah, absolutely. At the, you know, at the other end of, of the spectrum from, from contractual kind of downside protected revenue in our view, which is Salesforce, we've got Open Door, which is a company that we have owned since it was private. And we own it because it is, it is truly disruptive technology. This is a company that has the opportunity to revolutionize the home buying and selling experience. I know uh, myself as somebody who's going through that right now, and probably most of your viewers would agree, it's not a particularly enjoyable process with all due respect to those in involved in that process right now. Uh, we think Open Door has the ability to change all of that and truly digitize the experience, make it something that is much less cumbersome, much more efficient. And this is a company that, that went public via SPAC merger. 
went from $10 to, to $35 while SPACs were popular and has since traded down into the 20s, the teens, and is now under $8 a share. Well, after having done $8 billion in revenue and finished the year at $15 billion run rate in revenue and about $700 million in, in what we would consider to be net revenue and a projection of 1.4 for this year, you can pick up this company right now for two and a half times revenue. Uh, this year's revenue, a company that's grown 75% year over year for the last three years, you sort of slide through the pandemic. So I think it's an opportunity right. to own something that can truly be disruptive and have the ability to make multiples on our money if Open Door can be one of the winners and execute on their plan. Right, right, right. And so on the on the upside here, you had those names that we just showed that you like, names like Salesforce and Blue Owl and Open Door, and you liked energy and materials. Um, the areas that you're not so hot on, and I'm curious when you might change your tune, because there are some people who like the reopening uh, trade or the back to the real world trade, but you're saying avoid travel, leisure, hospitality. Um, why is that? Yeah, a little different than the reopening aspect of it. I think the reopening is, is real. I think the challenge there is if you have inflation that sticks around, the consumer is being squeezed right now. And we think that's very likely to continue. And with a consumer being squeezed, I think anything that's cyclical in terms of consumer discretionary and particularly hospitality and leisure has the potential to be really, really challenged. It's not that we think you have, you have to sell all your stock in that area. We just don't think it's one of the areas of choice if we continue higher with inflation. Right, and so what about utilities too? Um, that's another utilities. area that some people like, but you know, because the payer, dividend payer, but you're not so hot on it right now. I think it's a matter of pricing power. So utilities being a regulated industry do not have pricing power, uh, but can be subject to rising costs. And that puts them in a position to potentially be challenged in an inflationary environment. So it's just not an area we love. I think there are much more attractive places to deploy capital. Right, right, understood. And when you look at energy and materials, two areas that you do like. So we're seeing oil, for example, right right now, um, West Texas at 102. Most people think it's more likely to trend up and higher than down to 80 bucks. Though I had a guest on who saw it at 60 in five years. So uh, where do you think energy is headed? And as an investor, I guess you'll get paid those dividends. You get paid to wait. That's right. I mean, what we think about energy and being here in Houston, we're pretty close to a lot of that. I think the, the environment for, for energy is really, really strong. It's been capital starved over the last several years. And with prices anywhere above $60 a barrel, it doesn't have to be 102. Uh, 102 is great for, for most energy firms, not so great for the consumer or for the rest of us. Uh, but energy companies can make a, a, a lot of great margins anywhere above $60 a barrel, $80 a barrel, very attractive for them. And if we see anything continue higher from here up to the 120 to 140 range, that's obviously a lot of free money coming their way at a lot of the rest of our expense. But it's a good place for investors, we think, to park capital in a place that has not received a lot of capital investment over the last several years. Right. Ultimately, uh, Matt, it's great to chat with you about all this. Matt Linham, thank you so much. Managing Director at CAZ Investments. Thanks, Matt. Have a nice weekend. Thank you, Nicole.